Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. There are many places those who are attempting to elude law enforcement can hide, but this is not one of them. 36-year-old Daniel Booth of Baker County, Florida, knew he was a wanted man and so was prepared to do what wanted men do when the cops came calling. Reports say Booth was working at a solar power plant last week when deputies pulled up to arrest him and he took off running in an attempt to get away. Officers say Dude jumped into a nearby pond and submerged himself to try to hide from law enforcement. Unfortunately, the need to breathe proved too great and his action movie stunt easily foiled when he came up for air. I love it when they run. (laughs) It's like, you know, if you get a certain distance away... They're going to stop. We're just going to quit and say, we'll give you a pass on this one right here. Well, Cliff, it's 24 and... I'm uh, one of those folks that I absolutely hate the cold weather, but there is one good thing about it when it's this cold. What's that? Well, I bet you haven't thought of this. Okay. Your nose hairs will freeze. Okay. And you can snap them off instead of just trimming them. No, really, you can. You don't have to get the trimmer out. You can just walk outside. (laughs) And, And freeze your nose hairs. And then just break them off with your finger. So it looks like you're picking your nose, is we what kind you're saying. Of, yes, but you're actually, actually right. you know, doing a little hygiene on That's your nose. That's what they all say. Well, today, the 21st of January, mm-hmm. is Granola Bar Day. It's Granola Bar Day. Yes. Okay. And I think scientists should invent a granola bar yeah. that doesn't explode in your mouth when you're eating the thing. <laughs> Those things are horrible, Cliff. It's like you just bit into a bomb and nuts go flying everywhere. <laughs> they do. Oh, no, you're right. I mean, they say they're healthy, and I guess yeah. they are. You know, if you put enough sugar on them, they actually taste okay. But I'm with you That is that there's little teeny tiny pieces of stuff everywhere. Seeds and stuff go everywhere. Yes. Nuts are flying. The only way that this thing is healthy, Cliff... Yeah. Is that it's so messy. You have to get up <laughs> off the couch or chair and go outside to eat the yeah, thing. Yeah, because it's, yeah, you've got stuff everywhere. Because whatever you spill out of your mouth, yeah. the birds will thank you as they come around <laughs> to eat it. We the classic dystopian tale of injustice many of us read in school, 1984. The Orwellian novel, written in 1949, told of a future of totalitarianism, regimented behavior, and suppression of most all of the freedoms that we actually do enjoy today. While Orwell predicted some of the technological innovations that are now commonplace, he missed a couple. Thankfully, we have the government to save us from those before they become a menace to our free way of life. Enter now a bill at the State House. Scheduled to be voted on today by the full Indiana House after passing the Committee on Employment, Labor, and Pensions. It was called, by the Northwest Indiana Times, the most significant piece of pro-worker legislation since the Republicans took control of the chamber nine years ago. But it's not an increase in the minimum wage. 
It's not a requirement for workers or for employers to give their workers schedules a week in advance, and it certainly won't make it easier for employees to form a union. If made law, it would prohibit employers in Indiana from requiring as a condition of employment with that business that the worker get a microchip implanted somewhere on their person. It should be said that there are currently are no companies in the U.S. that require that, and only one who has made it available on a voluntary basis. By the way, the microchips are said to be about the size of a grain of rice and usually inserted in that flap of skin between your thumb and your index finger. And if you have one, it eliminates the need to carry an access card to work in a secure facility. You just wave your hand at a panel and it lets you in. The legislator who wrote the bill was quoted by the paper as promising he wasn't wearing his tinfoil hat when he came up with the idea. <laughs> what happens when you no longer work there? I don't. I guess they have to go dig it out. <laughs> Or they can just deactivate it. It'd be like uh, those stories you hear from uh, Civil War people. Yeah. Like 52 There's years like, later, I've they still cough. still got this bullet, yeah. They cough and boop, there it goes on the table. <laughs> Cliff? Yes? Do you think I'm Prince material? I mean, they're down one. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the royal family in England. Yes. Prince material. I think they need a fill-in, and I think I'm the guy for the job. You Really, you do? I really do. So you want to take over for... Um, was it Prince Harry? Yes. Yeah. You think so? I think I can I, do it. <laughs> I really What do. makes you think you can do it? Look at the qualifications. What qualifications do they have? What do I like doing most of all? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> what does the Prince of England do? Nothing. There you go. <laughs> See, I think there's some qualifications that you may have forgotten. Well, or I don't didn't have royal blood. First. Well, there is that. Yes. I mean... You have to be young and good-looking, so you're over two there. Well, I don't know. Charles isn't a handsome man by <laughs> well, no means. Well, I mean, he's got, but, you know. <laughs> he's got longevity. I'll he's give got him that. Longevity. I'll give him that. <laughs> but there is one other thing. I mean, the royal family is under constant scrutiny. That's true. Anytime, if you were to become prince, anytime, <laughs> that just sounds weird saying that. Anytime that you would step out in public, you would be scrutinized from head to toe. And you would have to be perfect. Like, for instance, if you appeared as Prince in what you're wearing today, that would be fodder for the newspapers to talk bad about you for, like, probably, I don't know, three or four weeks. I get the same here, so I'm <laughs> kind of used to that. So that wouldn't bother me too much, That wouldn't Cliff. bother you then. I wouldn't mind being introduced, you know, to yeah. all of the uh, dignitaries around the world as, yeah. here's Prince Weed. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> His Royal Highness? Yes. Prince Weed. Prince Weed. <laughs> or? Yeah. Possibly, Cliff. Yeah. If you don't think this will work, if you don't think I've, you know, got what it takes, the giblets to be the prince, <laughs> then perhaps we could offer him a job. Well, I mean, he does need a job. Yes. They were originally talking about moving to Canada, although they haven't really made any permanent decisions on that yet. Now have. Well, he's there now. Oh, they're in Canada him and now. His wife and son. Okay. Yeah. So um, we could have him in as the we, third member of this program. He does need a job. Yes. We talk about third member of... There's never been a third member of this program. I understand, but we could start with Prince Not Harry. Not in a decade and a half has there been anybody but Weed and Cliff on this program. I understand, but let's put him in here. <laughs> now, is he going to demand top billing? I mean, are we going to have to change the name of the program to The Morning Roadshow with Harry, Weed, and Cliff? That sounds weird. <laughs> Especially the Harry Weed part. <laughs> Take it from me. There's nothing, nothing that says, I love you, more than a face full of heart-shaped 
glitter on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if you feel that way too, yeah. I've got the solution. Go to Pranks Anonymous. Pranks Anonymous. Yes. Okay. And they offer a glitter bomb, which consists of little bitty hearts yeah. of glitter that fly everywhere when the unsuspecting person touches the bomb. <laughs> it goes off. Boom! Yes. In their face. Oh, yeah. It goes everywhere. Oh, and you know, glitter is just horrendous to clean up. And yeah. you can even mega bomb them if you want to <laughs> update your bomb. So you can get a bigger bomb. Yes, you can. And you can even get a little message that goes in there, but that kind of destroys oh. the point of being anonymous, doesn't oh, it? Oh, and look at all these other things you can oh, get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of stuff on Franksanonymous.com. Yes. I think you have to be over 50 to look at it, though, because right. there's some bad stuff I'm, there. I'm not eating those gummies. Just no, saying. no. I think my new shoes, Cliff, are yeah. fighting against me this morning. <laughs> I noticed you looked like you had a pair of new shoes on today. I do have. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just me or everyone's yeah. the same, but when I got a new pair of shoes on the first time out of the box, yeah. I have a hard time concentrating because all I'm thinking about <laughs> is the strange feel on my feet. And okay. right now, my yeah. right foot on the bottom yeah. is sweating. I don't. It's like it's nervous, like something's going to happen to it kind of like a test it's uh, not prepared to take this <laughs> morning right. it was unexpected and you didn't study for it i didn't study at all <laughs> do you happen to know anything about insurance on cars well, a couple of things well maybe you can answer this okay. for me you know when it's cold like this yeah i like to stop in at my favorite convenience store every morning on the way yes. to work in four mm. branch and well, I just jump out and leave the car running because I like for it to keep nice and warm while I'm gone. <laughs> so let's say I do that some morning. Yeah. And when I return to my car, yeah. someone has stolen my car because I left it running with the keys in it. <laughs> Will the insurance company go ahead and pay for that? Because if it happens, I yeah. want to know. Would it be okay with well, them? I mean, it's clearly not going to fall under the comprehensive portion of your insurance because that covers things that are out of your control and clearly leaving your keys in the car is under your control so it wouldn't be a comprehensive thing my guess is though there would be some other coverage that it would fall under especially if you have the full coverage i do i mean because it's not that much different than you know when you're every you hear this about this every once in a while somebody uh, some they seem to forget how to navigate a Railroad crossing, and they end up out where the rails and the ties are at stuck. Yes. <laughs> I mean, th that's clearly going to damage your vehicle, and the insurance will pay for that. So I would say stupid moves are covered under car insurance. So being a complete <laughs> moron yeah. is not an exclusion when it comes to being I, no, covered I, by I, insurance. I mean, they're going to cancel you after they pay. You think they will? Oh, yeah, they're definitely going to get rid of you. Should I call Ray, my insurance man, <laughs> and ask him what the effects are? Make sure are. that you have the... Idiot rider on your insurance. I see people do it all the time. I know. And I'm guilty I do too. of it too. Yeah. I've often you know. wondered would they pay? <laughs> I want to know in advance. Well, before you do something dumb, it's not like it, you're having a license to do dumb things, is what you're saying. It's kind of like yes. <laughs> with my car. Yes. But you know, I lived in the big city for 12 years, so I never get out of my vehicle without my keys in my hand. Is your car locked now? Yes. Outside our studio. Yes, it's locked right now. If it wasn't for the price of gas, I'd leave mine running outside. <laughs> I mean, this story proves why California is a state way off over there that might be nice to visit, but you really wouldn't want to live there.
37-year-old Hansel Marion DiBartolo III of West Hollywood has legally changed his name to Sexy Vegan. So let's just call him that because it's easier to say. Apparently, Sexy Vegan is famous for two things. First, getting kicked off the Dr. Phil show for excessive swearing, and second, for being quite the animal lover. And that's something he apparently took too literally, as last fall, Vegan posted a video of a pit bull licking his rear end. And let's just clarify, a dog can lick his own backside all he wants, but give him the wrong thing to turn his attention to, and that will get you charged with animal cruelty. Sexy Vegan pled no contest, and will perform 100 hours of community service, and participate in a 52-week sexual offender program. <laughs> Gotta like the name, though, Cliff. You really Sexy do. Vegan. Yes. Yeah. That's the only time those two <laughs> words have ever been together in a sentence. Yeah, ever. you're right. Yes. Well, Cliff, yeah. a few minutes ago, we played a song by Morgan Walden called Chasing You. Yes. And that's exactly what's happening with me and my dentist. <laughs> really? His office is actually, literally, chasing after me. <laughs> What are they, like, that desperately in need of customers? I don't know what's going on. I've never <laughs> seen anything like this. They have called me several times. Okay. Leaving voice messages. All right. Which I have totally ignored. Well, yeah. And it's gotten to the point that... Yeah. Let's see. Today is Tuesday. Saturday. In the yeah. mail. Mm-hmm. I got a note from the dentist. Yeah. In his office. Yeah. Saying, please call us at your earliest convenience. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that or heard of anything like that. You know, that that almost sounds like something a bill collector would say. But you don't owe them any money. I don't owe them any money. <laughs> and it was like in capital letters yeah. on their little card, please call us as soon as possible. Wow. And it kind of makes you a little like, well, did you see something in an x-ray that yeah, you just, just now figured out? Yeah, you've been looking through my old work or what? <laughs> Have you ever had a doctor's office or a dentist do that? Um, not like to that effect, no. I I tell you what, I don't like yeah. going to the dentist. He's okay. Yeah. You know, as far as a guy that sticks his hand in your mouth, he's okay. <laughs> not that I have a lot of experience with different I mean, guys I mean, sticking their many, hand in my how mouth. How many, how many, where do you go where guys stick their hands in your mouth? Well, I, besides just, the dentist. I, I understand that. <laughs> and the office people are fine, but I'm telling you. Yeah. The worst part of seeing this guy. Yeah is having to follow the blood trail back to the oh. examination room. I know. You would think they'd clean that up before you, you would, got you in there. You would think they would, yes. That's like, well, unsanitary <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. And quite startling, Cliff, when you're walking back well, there. <laughs> That'll make you wonder what you're in for. Because he's got two examination rooms, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, which one's he in? And just follow the blood over there. <laughs> and it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. When Australia, Cliff, was first colonized in 1788, yes. the first currency that they used mm-hmm. was rum. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. That's what they used for money. And that lasted for over a decade because <laughs> I guess they just really liked the rum. So for 10 years, you bought and sold things, and your wages were paid in rum. Exactly. How did they collect their income tax? I think, Cliff, <laughs> yeah. that was the beginning of the Ziploc bag. Oh, wait, 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 no, they would pour no, it in there, no, zip it, and send it no, in. Oh, no, no, no. Ziploc bag wasn't invented until the 60s. Oh. <laughs> 19, 
the 1960s. Well, that part's not true then. No, it's clearly not true. Well, why'd we bring that up? Well, you did. I don't know. Why did you? But the rest of that is all very true, and, and you can you take, can it, take to the it, bank. it to the bank. If we got paid in rum here, how much would we get? I don't know. What's a going price? I have no idea. I'm not really a rum drinker. Well, you would be if you got paid. That's right. It would be then. (laughs) What a happy birthday this morning to Billy Ocean. He's 70 today. Oh, I remember him. Yes. He was like a pop singer in the uh, 80s, wasn't he? Yes, he he was huge back in the 80s. Remember that song he had? Get Out of My Dreams. (laughs) Get into my car. Remember that? That yeah, was huge. I remember that. It was a giant song. Oh. It was also about abduction. Well, <laughs> if you got a catchy little beat. That's right. People will dance to it and sing, and you two can have a number one song. Yes. Billy Ocean, 70. That's hard to believe to <laughs> abduction. me, Cliff. <laughs> Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of a day start with number three. Doing a little hygiene on your nose. Number two. Nuts go flying everywhere. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, the giblets to be Prince. <laughs> I can do it, Cliff. I don't think you can take over for Prince Harry now. I'm just saying you can't. Well, he can't work here then because no, I don't right, want that because, name. No, we're not going to have that new morning show, Harry, Weed, and Cliff. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.